Hello. Welcome to another amazing episode of Talent Takeover Unfiltered. Taylor, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Pretty awesome. I am very excited because we were talking to Sean, the CEO of Recruit CRM, and you know I love myself a good ATS. Absolutely. You sure do. You really do. But <laughs> well, they I'm, don't exist. <laughs> until well, now. <laughs> until now. Super excited to talk to Sean. I'm also super excited to hear his Road to Boss tip of the week at the end of the episode. So make sure you guys stay on and listen. I have I have a feeling he'll, he'll have some good insight for us. Yeah, he has to. Ooh, all right. Let's dig in. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long underrated industry that's full of quote unquote experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. All right. I just want to quickly talk about our sponsor who has been helping thousands of us recruiters automate and simplify recruitment. Let's say hello to Recruit CRM, currently trusted by recruitment agencies across over 80 countries globally, which is nuts. Recruit CRM is also the highest rated recruitment software across all review boards. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. It's ATS it's plus a CRM that lets you automate all those manual tasks that us recruiters absolutely hate. We hate admin work. It takes too much time. So if you are juggling between interviews to schedule, candidates to screen, and resumes that just keep piling up, we definitely recommend that you try Recruit CRM. Let the system do the heavy lifting and save time for all the cool things you want to go do in life. Like, let's make some money. So let's learn more about this amazing ATS plus CRM. Check out RecruitCRM.io. You can start a free trial or even book a demo with one of their execs at your convenience. So I must repeat, head on over to RecruitCRM.io today. All right, another wonderful episode of Talent Takeover Unfiltered with Sean, the CEO of Recruit CRM. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. We're happy to have you on the show. Thanks for making some time. Good thing. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, Sean, we want to know all about you, but we definitely want to talk about the the company that you're obviously CEO for, Recruit CRM. So tell us about Recruit CRM. Sure. Uh, and, and my personal story and the story of Recruit CRM is very, very intertwined, oh. right? Uh, so it's, a, it, it's, I think you might not know this, but I started Recruit CRM with my dad five and a half years ago. We we're a family-run software company. Oh my God, very cool. In the, world, in the world of SaaS, right? Very few yeah. father and son, multi-million dollar software companies bootstrapped uh, out Ooh. there. Uh, so fun, fun. Uh, so, so to walk you through our story is, 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 is pretty fun. So since the time I was about four years old, my dad worked for a recruiting and staffing company called Randstad or Randstad, which is a Dutch mm-hmm. staffing and recruitment company, largest on the planet by market mm-hmm. cap and value, like revenue. Uh, dad was their India country manager. So he ran their business in India. And so from the time I was in diapers through high school, he basically grew Runstead's business in India from 90 people to 2,400 consultants, 100,000 contractors, because they do everything in India. They do executive retain searches, contingent recruitment, and contract. And so that's where our deep like staffing and recruitment background comes in. That, mm-hmm. that is also what helped my dad pay 
for my overpriced American college education. <laughs> <laughs> Very overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, I was I, sh- I was shipped off to college after twelfth grade uh, to Bloomington, Indiana. I went to Indiana University there. Uh, I went to the business school, which is the Kelly School of Business. I uh, graduated in two and a half years. Got lucky. Uh, I, I started a little startup there in the B two C space. We were trying to do local hyper-local commerce for people to buy video games from each other to try to replace GameStop. Cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it seemed like a cool idea back then. Uh, we got a couple hundred thousand dollars of angel money, which was crazy considering we were 19 at the time. So graduated in two and a half years, moved to San Francisco. And then uh, that, that the platform didn't take off and 200K burns pretty quickly in San Francisco when you have three mm-hmm. co-founders and you're trying to run ads and then make things work. Uh, right around that time, I was always talking to dad and we always wanted to do something together long-term. And I knew tech and he knew staffing and recruitment. So we were mm-hmm. like, let's build technology for staffing and recruitment firms because he used a lot of the products and he was like, there's nothing great here. So we set up a company in, in Delaware in the US. I moved to India. Uh, dad put in about $80,000. So, you know, I still use daddy's money. In that <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's you like know, a clue so this episode. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He put in about $80,000 total investment over a period of time, not not all up front, uh, over two years to get this started. Dad owns two-thirds of the company. I own a third. So it's my dad and mom that own one-third each, uh, between Mm -hmm. uh, one-third and one-third, so two-thirds, and I own a third. And we hired three developers, and we got started in India. Development talent was cheaper, and we also hired people right out of college from lower-ranked schools who would accept working for us, right? and, and that's how we got started. Uh, we signed up our first customer who found us online on a blog. Uh, today, we serve a little over a thousand customers in 81 countries. Uh, and we're on, on a run rate doing a little over 4 million in revenue, uh, US, US dollars. I, and we've not raised any money since then, and we have a million bucks in the bank from cash flows that have been generated. Can we just clap for yeah, some I was of those <laughs> like, yeah. Boom, boom. Right. Uh, that is hey, a boom, boom. Look where daddy's money got you. Don't sell yourself short there. Like, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so you can never forget that you come from a place of privilege to be able to even do that. Uh, yeah. But we have been a lot more successful than most people that have put 80000 into their business uh, within sub five years. <laughs> right? Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so that's where we're at. We're a little over a hundred people now uh, and we're hiring globally. That's incredible. So I have said, or I, I've been in the recruiting business for like 14 years and building an applicant tracking system has been a dream of mine. Um, and because you're right, it's not done by a recruiter until now. That makes me so happy to hear that finally a recruiter has built an ATS. Um, there's other ATSs where it's like, we shadowed recruiters for 90 days. It's like, what? No, you don't know the challenges. There's so many challenges. Um, I love that. I love that you two teamed up because the reason why I personally didn't go down that route was like, well, I'm not a coder. I don't know tech. Like it would have been a nightmare um, for me to grasp that. So the trust that you have as father and son and, you know, one owning each specialty is huge. It's awesome. Love that. Wait, you don't know tech, Brianna? (laughs) What? (laughs) Tech recruiter. (laughs) What's the difference? When I have a tech problem, I restart my computer. (laughs) That's a very different skill set, right? Being a tech recruiter, you can be mm-hmm. a magical tech recruiter not knowing how to write hello world on your computer oh. by just understanding, the, you know, the different spectrums of recruitment, uh, te- technology. Anyway, 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's awesome. So what I'm even more excited about to talk to you is about bullhorn. Um, so, uh, again, yeah. ATSs are just disasters. I could rip them all apart. Um, and then I sure. ended up going with at the end, um, bullhorn and oh awesome. my goodness. <laughs> well, no, it was a disaster. It's overcomplicated. It's really difficult. And so again, I always said to myself, if I am going to go up against a beast, it's going to be bullhorn because they have a lot of market share. So want to know how you yeah, have yeah. thought to do that and just, how you're tackling. Just so you know, I love, I love bullhorn and I love them because of everything you just said. <laughs> uh, about, uh, about 26 to 20, like 8% of our customers and about 36% of our revenue is people that cancel bullhorn and move to us. Yeah. At um, any point of huge. time, we're having multiple, like this week, we have three bullhorn data migrations running just this week. Wow. Uh, wow. For people moving from bullhorn to us. Uh, and that's every week throughout the year, 52 weeks a year, <laughs> right? Uh, so, so I don't, I don't dislike the company. They're great. Uh, 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 either someone from their M and A team or uh, someone who works at the private equity fund that owns them has reached out to us every single year. I would imagine 2019 to mm -hmm. ask us to be part of a larger platform. Uh, one of one of the calls I've actually recorded and shared with my team because we have a laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> something you would do, uh, and, Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and 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 recorded with consent. Obviously, we have this note taker that jumps every call, so we tell people it's being recorded, but we don't put it on the sure. Internet, hey, I'm not but, judging you, Sean. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but but yeah. So so we we understand the product and company, and and how we think about it is this, right? The largest problem that people that work in recruitment have. Is, is, is a couple things, right? One, most recruitment systems tend to be super complicated because over time, people just keep bolting on new features on them as people ask mm -hmm. for features. And mm -hmm. so basically you could have something that looks cool in 2005 and by 2015, it looks like total crap because like there've been 200 feature requests and they basically just added 200 buttons on it to make it look like a spaceship. Yep. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is the average recruiter, uh, forget technical recruiter, right? There's non-technical recruiters and so on. Are, are not technical at all, right? Like, so in many cases, like, uh, you know, they're not super comfy with like crazy technology. And it's not, you can't just say, okay, sign this contract, wire this money, and here's a login, figure it out. Uh, and if you want our help, we're going to charge you $200 an hour to help you. But that, that's, that doesn't work out, right? Yeah. And so what yeah. we did, and we, we, lever we levered some of the advantages we have, right? So because I'm based in India, I have two things. I have an English speaking populace, a large number of young people because we have a pretty favorable population demographic. Mm -hmm. And because of that combination, we have, we have cheaper talent at the entry level, right? Mm, sure. The, the compensation difference in India between a fresh, let's say engineer versus a director of engineering is very different from that in the U S right. It's 10, there's a 10 X compensation differential between someone in year one and year 15, mm -hmm. which is not the case in the U S right on an, on, in an average situation. Yeah. So you can hire a lot of these really young, smart people. You can train them in the business of recruitment over three months. So we do three months of training and we can give each of our customers very dedicated support. So for the thousand accounts we have, we have 21 people in our customer success team. Wow. So every 40 customers or 40 to 50 customers accounts, uh, we have one customer success manager and that's a lot of humans. So that, that means when you sign up with us, there's one human who's, who, who has to spend four to five hours a month, every month of their entire career, making sure you're successful on our platform. Mm -hmm. Love that. Which is, 
Yeah, and that's only possible with the economics we have. You you cannot do that in any other part of the world. So we really, in, outside of making a simple tool that's easy to use that you can see on the ratings, we've just gone on overdrive and like the free consulting piece where we're like, you're buying our software. You only have four people on your team. It's cool. We'll spend 10, 10 hours with you to figure out why you only charge 15% and not 25%. Why are you not yeah. doing retain oh, search? Oh, you get but that. You get into that. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's very, that's, uh, that is its own separate game. Um, do you ever charge? Uh, now I'm thinking about monetization. No. I can't help myself. You, you don't no. ever charge. No. You can't even ask no. like for more help and then, and then you charge or? No, it's on, it's unlimited help. No matter wow. what, right? Uh, no matter the number of seats you have, you get as many hours with us as you want. And, and there's only so many hours someone wants on live calls, right? It's not like we're giving you free like back office labor. We're giving you free consulting so you can have as much as you want. Uh, and, and then we also have best practices on like automations, right? So if you run a 20% recruitment agency, every time you get a new job from a client and in an increasingly re remote world, world, you shouldn't have to like manually send everyone a message on Slack yeah. or an email that says, hey, we got a new job or we just mm -hmm. made a placement. Why can't you set up automations that automatically inform everyone at the company that there's a new job to recruit for? Beautiful. Or placement successfully made or an interview request. We will work with you to set those automations up using tools like Zapier with other mm -hmm. tools you use for free. So we'll give you all that consulting expertise for free where if you run a five-person recruitment business, you don't you don't know any of that shit for the lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good, that, it's the best free. word. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting that you say that because we actually, I demoed a product um, this week, wait, actually last week, and they followed up again this week. So they have a really great product. I won't say who it is or what they do, but they have this great product. But then I'm like, they have this video on their website that I absolutely love of what the product can do. And I'm like, I want that. How do I get that? And they're like, oh yeah, our product can do that, but it'll cost you about two to three K to get it. To get basically these analytics that you want, that that's really what this tool does is analytics. And so I love that you're making the customer experience the focus because that was a complete deterrent. Like that just, I was done after that because it's like, you have this amazing tool, but you charge me to show me how to fully optimize it. That makes zero yeah. sense. So I yeah, love that the, you're the bar focused Barrier on. to entry. And, and, and this is the big problem, right? With most technology, right? Uh, if you look at the average Salesforce implementation, which a company buys, it spends a hundred grand buying Salesforce. It takes about nine to 12 months for a Salesforce implementation at an enterprise to be successful from the time they pay the hundred grand. So they don't get anything back for the hundred grand till like eight or nine months in. And you end up spending $2 in implementation consulting for every dollar you've actually spent on the subscription. So, oh, wow. uh, and, and this, and so I studied information systems in college and they sort of taught us this, right? Like when, when you implement SAP at your business, mm -hmm. uh, the average SAP HANA implementation can take 12 to 18 months. And for, for an average $200,000 subscription contract of SAP HANA, it costs about $350,000 in addition to the actual. And the thing is, small businesses aren't cool with that. Yeah, that's not even the adoption rate because how how many like, – let's get into recruiting tech and just in general because we've seen a lot of leaps and bounds, but we've also seen a lot of missteps in my opinion where they're just being – they're putting too much tech into things. Um, and then again, when you come to recruiters and you think of like what's something that recruiters hate doing, well, it's admin work, which is typically what mm -hmm. a tool is, right? So how do you feel like um, – how do you feel technology comes into play with not only your system, but into like the industry in general? Sure. And, and to go back to your point about yeah. 
tech or an, like a CRM or an ATS or any, right? Internal, external, at an agency being an admin tool. Traditionally, how software was built was there was a business owner that owns like, let's say a 20% firm. And they're like, I want to know what all of my people are doing, yeah. right? Always, yes. And I'm, I'm going to give all of them this tool that they can only log into from the office. And every time they make a placement, they have to put data into this tool. Or I don't give them commissions, <laughs> right? So if you want commission, you got to put it in the tool. I've heard people say- I came from an agency like that. Heard. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> that's, that's the stupidest thing in the world. My agency <laughs> had a call counter. Like he literally would go into the closet and, and like come out and like read our stats on how many calls we did, how long they were, all that stuff. That's that's ridiculous, right? And 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 the, and the problem with that is, as a recruiter, you're like this. This tool is the shitty part of your day where you have to spend twenty minutes talking yeah. about or writing about what you did all day, and your company is paying you to do that. It's completely unproductive. It adds no value. It doesn't make you feel good. It no. just makes you feel like what the hell. And the and the reason for that is that that tool isn't really designed to help you gain anything. It's just designed to give your boss great dashboards. That's and so the true. problem with that is because it's designed in that way, people don't use it. And thus the boss doesn't get accurate dashboards because candidates, because recruiters or consultants tend to only add those candidates that got the job. And now you need to collect a fee. So you just put, the, put those ones in. Uh, I remember talking to someone that works at a large pharma company where they use Workday, which is mm. uh, a yeah. large ATS and CRM system. They're like, we hire about in, in that office, we hire 40 people a month. We get about you know, 1,500 applicants and uh, people we talk to. Uh, and we make 40 entries in Workday every month. We only make entries when we have to make an offer because that's, that's all they use the ATS for because mm-hmm. you need to make the offer through the ATS. Yeah, skewed data. So everything else happens offline. Mm-hmm. The Fortune 500 company has no clue who's applying, where they're applying from. Uh, same with agencies. So the way to fix that is make sure the tool you use, and, and it doesn't have to be, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to like be over like self you know, uh, do self-marketing sort of sure. thing, right? Hey, if you got it, uh, rock it. You can use it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's a bunch of tools that can do this. Recruit CRM can do it, but there's a few other tools that can do it too. You need to get a tool that actually saves your recruiter's hours every week just by using it. And reports are just something that's extra that happen that you like. But you need to get the tool because your consultants are able to reach out to two extra candidates or two extra clients mm-hmm. with the same level of personalization. Because another extreme you see now is tools that say, hey, you just put in 100 names and emails and we'll just automatically send them 200 emails a day for the next 20 days. That's spamming and then that gets you flagged. And that, that, that's not what the technology is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. What the technology is supposed to do is if you're able to reach out to 20 people and have 20 conversations today a day or maybe less, the tool is supposed to help you get an extra 50% or 30% in conversations. So if a recruiter makes, let's say, builds $200,000 a year, and you can spend a grand or two getting a tool that helps them make 220, that's great. That, yeah. And that's what you want to focus on. The problem with most people buying tools is like, they're like, hey, how can I hire, hire everyone in my company, take a database, put it into this tool, and make millions of dollars? I've had people ask me those questions. <laughs> I, I hey, can tell the agency show where I don't pay anyone anything. Uh, I just have a database and it emails these 1 million clients. And then some of them reply back and say, yes, I want candidates. And then I put jobs on them. Then I email a million candidates. And then I automatically set up interviews and yeah. I'm just sitting and the machine's rolling. I'm like, then you don't need a recruitment agency, right? <laughs> like, uh, yeah. That's, you know, that's not a sustainable business so, model. That's not going to work long term. That may be what well, this individual might no, be no, doing. It's not now. even, go- 
No, no, it didn't work for him at all. It's a fantasy. Oh, this is good. normally when good people say this stuff, they've never done recruitment and they're starting a new business and they're like, hey, I, I've done, and they're normally from the more technical side, right? They've gotcha. never really yeah. done recruitment and they've just started a business and they're like, hey, I talked to all these recruiters, technical recruiters, recruiting engineers like me. They're so stupid, man. They don't even know what I'm talking <laughs> about. I'm going to go in and I'm going to write code and I'm going to automate all of this. And this recruiter makes 200 grand. I'm going to make like a million. Doesn't happen. Because if you're, it's a sales job, right? If you're not good at convincing the candidate, a high quality candidate to go do an interview with a client, it's not going to work. Yeah. And, and Sean, that's the if you, If you're on it, yeah. That's yeah. the whole dive. Nobody yeah. thinks that recruiting is a strategy, a job. That's that, like you yeah. said, all these engineers are like, I talked to these recruiters, they're so stupid. I could do that. I could do that job. Yeah. And then yeah. like, it's really not that easy. And they can't. They can't uh, I, I've actually had an engineer tell me um, that a monkey could do my job. Like literally to my face, tell me that. And I was like, and, and, huh. <laughs> and you know the crazy part? Uh, the best recruiting consultants uh, make a lot more than the average engineer a fan company. Yep. I know recruiters that make a million bucks a year because a lot of them use our tech. Right? <laughs> not, it's, not, it's, it's not that they make a million bucks a year just because they use our tech. Maybe I, I'd like to attribute 10 or 20% of that extra 100 grand on the 900 on, on us, but like they're, they're good already. They're killing it already. And, and that's more than the average engineer makes at, at Facebook or, or Google. Because uh-huh. when I, you're making 50 grand a placement, it adds, it adds up if you're good at your job. Yep. Yeah. And then your tool just makes them more efficient, so therefore they can make more money. Yeah. yeah. They can well, either make more money and or they can just work less. Well, there you go. Sold. That's what yeah. I'm all for. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead, Brianna. I was going to ask a question about, um, I just would love to know, like, what's your biggest struggle starting Recruit CRM? What was your biggest struggle? So the, Give the us the real shit, Sean. Was... Give us the <laughs> real shit. Tell us the, the real. The, the, of course, of course. So the biggest struggle was was two things, right? Uh, the first thing was my, my dad's completely non-technical, but he knows the industry super well, right? Uh, I am technical as enough studied information systems, but I'm basically a product manager. I'm not like a hardcore, you know, back-end engineer. And if you want to build a full-blown SaaS application that people in different countries are going to give you money for with a payment portal, like everything baked in, you need to be a hardcore engineer. You can't be like a light engineer like me just writing SQL queries, right? So mm-hmm. I can do code, I can write code, right? But I can't quite write production grade code, uh, but I can do pretty decent product management. So the hardest part in the beginning as a non-funded, right? Uh, because even in India, 80 grand is not that much money, right? Uh, especially when you're trying to launch a company. Uh, the biggest challenge was building something with, folks that had never done it before. None of my engineers had ever worked at any other company before. Uh, <laughs> this hard. was like their first gig, right? Uh, I had never built a SaaS app, right? And I had never had success previously. And my dad had success in a completely non-tech, pure recruitment setting. So the first year and a half, we really like literally fumbled and fumbled and fumbled till we got a product out. So like every six months, like six months in, I was like, hey, are we even going to get anywhere? Or we're just going to blow up our dad's money and I'm going to be like, Unemployed again. <laughs> right. <laughs> CEO of startup to unemployed, not fun, right? So, and that was probably the pressure that like just forced you to persevere yeah. and make it happen, right? Yeah. Uh, Sink or swim. But that was that was a very real stress, right? Going bankrupt is a pretty uh, interesting uh, stress point to have in your life. Yeah. 
Interesting is one way to put it. Yeah. It's like (laughs) scary, traumatizing. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. I I had a pretty rough pace. So, so when the first start, and this, this has nothing to do with this, but when the first startup didn't work out, I was like really depressed because like when I like graduated from college in two and a half years and like raised money uh, from angels and gone to San Francisco to run a startup, I thought I was going to be in a Lambo in a couple of years, right? And then you like declare (laughs) bankruptcy. Or, and you bankrupt the startup, basically, mm-hmm. with a lawyer. And then you fly back to India. It was, I was so depressed. I had, uh, had alopecia. I had stress-induced alopecia. So there were, like, little spots on my head and mm-hmm. my face where hair stopped growing. Uh, so you went to the doctor, and I was like, what's going on? They put some steroid shots, right? Like, injections yeah. on your head and, like, yeah. face. To, like, yeah. And it, 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 it was fixed. And I, I just had a pretty bad time during that phase because I also had a tumor in my neck. Like the same freaking fucking time, like around those three months, I had to cut it open. We had to check if it was cancerous. It wasn't, but we still had to remove it. So we removed it. So that was just a shitty phase of my life. Yeah. Versus now when you're making millions of bucks, right? It's pretty contrasting. And it's the, cra- the crazy thing is I wish the shit was made up, but I had stitches in my neck, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. It, was, it wasn't fun. You know what, Sean? I, I need to go back to the fact yeah. that in earlier in the conversation, you said you were lucky to have graduated in two and a half years. No, you were just a badass and you worked really hard. So first of all, take that and, you know, yeah, enjoy but, it. But you but probably I, but didn't I, I feel it at race. the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, but I wasn't like a 4.0 student graduating in two and a half years. I was a, I was a 3.8 that dropped to a cumulative GPA of a 2.95 through graduation because I just made sure I got at least a C in every class, so I could I could just finish the number of credits I needed to get the degree and get my student visa. Because I wasn't legally allowed to drop out because I'm an international student. So right. if I dropped out, I'd be shipped back to India. Right. So the only way for me to like get my company to sponsor my own visa mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. was for me to like pass college. Yeah, and that, but, and that's but, basically what I did. But that's why you're but, you're 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 a winner. You are a born entrepreneur. Like that's stuff that yeah. only entrepreneurs think to yeah. do. You know, most are just like, hey, I'm just gonna chill here for four years, then I'll figure out who's gonna get my visa and you know, whatever. Um, but I mean you accomplished a lot. Um that takes grit. So I I, I love also that you share the like kind of the rags to riches because like that's what it is like that's that's the hard work no one talks about you know people love talking about rags to riches but it's not right my dad was a ceo growing up right i can't i can't pitch a rags to riches story it's not fair right to a lot of people that do go through the real struggle you know i've had a good life growing up sure you know i've had a comfortable life uh we did work hard we did work 80 90 hours a week the 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 few years that we were launching this making this work and so on but that's a lot easier than people that are struggling with food right Sure. Yeah. There, I, there, there's different degrees of rags to riches, but you were literally down yeah, and out. Yeah. You were depressed. You were having a hard time where yeah. it's like you yeah. were, yeah. you were a shooting star. And then now it's like, wow, like you kind of had like this reality check, right? Like, wow. I, my, my shit does stink. Okay. Let's figure this out. You're, yeah. Well, yeah. And I agree with what you're saying, Brianna, with where you're like, I get what you're saying. The rags to riches, your health declined, Sean. I mean, you could have had a Lambo in your garage, but your health declined. Like what the fuck does a Lambo matter at that point? You know? So it's kind of like, I, I get where you're going with that. It's like you did. And, and the shitty part was the shitty part was I didn't have a Lambo and my health was bad, which is worse than having a Lambo and your health being bad. So money does cure wounds. I get it. I just feel like having a Lambo in any scenario is not a bad thing. Even if I can't drive yeah. it, if I'm just yeah. looking at it, whatever, it's not You're a bad thing. Just taking pictures with it. Yeah. yeah, I'm just laying on top of it. Yeah, taking pictures of it. Exactly. That's a different like that's reality what... show. That's funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. So, uh, good. Go ahead, Brianna. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I know that we're, no, we're um, definitely over time on how, what our normal podcasts are, but this is, that there's some such great stuff here. Um, love that there's a, literally a, an actual database made by a recruiter, lifetime recruiter. Um, and, uh, and the, the father son duo, that's just a cool story in general, but, um, no, that like they get it, that, that doesn't have, need all the bells and whistles that like a, a monster bullhorn has. Um, because the fact is, is like not a lot of people use it. And some, Sometimes it's there just for looks or just for the CEO to feel better. Um, I totally get that. Um, I, I love that. And actually, it reminds me of, do, do you know who uh, Max Hire is? Like, it's an old database. Yeah, they were acquired by Bullhorn. Exactly. Uh, about 20 <laughs> teams over from Max Hire by Bullhorn into us as well. A, yes. So, like, I was <laughs> yeah. thinking of that when you were saying it because I used to use Max yeah. Hire. I loved Max Hire. Yeah. I would use, like, it was just so simple. Like, you could just go in and rock out whatever you needed to do. Um, and then they transferred me to Bullhorn, and I was like, nope, nope, give me Max Hire back. Like, can't do this. And they were like, but we're not update, upgrading it. I'm like, it's okay. I'll go there until you burn it down. Um, so, the fact <laughs> yeah. that there's something like this that has come out, and that kind of has, in my opinion, the max hire strategy, like less is more. Um, and that, you know, there's no such thing that bots are not going to take over this industry. Bots can take over a few industries and do a few things, but not this one. Yeah. Love and that. Again, right? Like it's, it's about using technology and leveraging automation to do the stuff that's boring. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. so, for example, instead of saying, send a candidate these 10 emails back to back, and then if they reply, let me figure it out. You can create an email sequence, but when you create that email sequence, it needs to include actual physical touch points. For example, send this email, but then remind me to call this person. Mm -hmm. And if I call them and leave them a voicemail, remind me in two more days to send them a LinkedIn message and then email them again. So yeah, you're still taking out a couple of emails from like the whole typing experience yeah, and you're right. using templates and stuff to smoothen that out. But you're not just saying select a thousand people, press a button and just pray for like somebody to reply to you. The that's spray and pray. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that, that's not getting you your 40 or $50,000 fee, right? That's not what the client is yeah. looking for. Right. Uh, and as long as you're honest with your job and you're like, Hey, I'm, I'm a recruiter. My job is finding the best talent for this job I've gotten. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, right, I can make 40 grand in two weeks. If like, that's a crazy amount of money, right? Think about it. An average mm -hmm. recruiter, right? This is the only industry in the world. And as an agency recruiter, it's the only job in the world that you can do without any degree, you know, as long as you have a phone and a computer and a tongue to speak, and I'd like basically just come out the internet to speak and communicate, <laughs> uh -huh. you can make millions of dollars. Amen. And I know mm -hmm. people that have made millions of dollars. Unlike maybe say becoming a professional like doctor or lawyer or CPA or something where you need to get a certification degree. Here is literally, you could you, all you need to do is you just need to grind and hustle mm -hmm. and you need to be smart about it and you can make a shitload of money. Yep, absolutely. Right? So, like, yeah. it's an awesome industry. I love it. I'm going to work in this for the rest of my life. Right? <laughs> love it. I hear you. Me too. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, we're, we've all gotten chills during this conversation um, yes. just because it resonates yeah. so well. And I'm a, I'm a diehard agency recruiter. You know, we have a couple of different yeah. solutions. And now we start, you know, we're, we're training recruiters because it's like, let me train you to make millions of dollars. Let's do this. Like, yeah. um, I've seen it. And I've had lots of employees that have, have hit that, uh, that threshold. So it's cool. Love that. Um, let's, uh, Taylor, you want to take it away to, to end this yeah, out? Yeah, Sean. So you've listened to our episodes before, you know, at the end, we hit them with a broke to boss tip of the week. So what would be your broke to boss tip for our listeners? Yeah. If you're, if you're listening, listener is a recruiter, which I guess 
most of them are, right? Yeah. Take more pride in what you do, right? This is one of the most important jobs on the planet. You are helping talent move to the right opportunities. And if talent doesn't move to the right companies at the right time, you're not going to have innovations in different industries from healthcare, pharmaceutical, mm. space, everything, right? Like if Steve Jobs didn't get his designers and engineers, you wouldn't have iPods and iPhones and AirPods or whatever, right? And so a lot of times recruiters are pretty like, you could, be, you could have a recruiter making four or 500 grand a year. And unlike a software engineer who's like, I'm a software engineer, I'm a lawyer, I'm in a Harvard Law School. <laughs> oh, I just do technical recruitment. Oh, you, you, you know, you're just, you're just talking on the phone. No, I do recruitment, right? I kill it. You need to have a little more confidence, right? Most mm -hmm. recruiters I talk to, especially in a public setting, never talk about their job with the absolute confidence and like, hey, I need to totally tell you about what I did today, right? And I, I got this company a new VP and it's going to change their direction or trajectory. Have more confidence, right? Love. And a lot of recruiters have confidence while talking to candidates or clients where they're pitching their service, but when they're by themselves or in a social circle, take more pride in what you do. It's, it's impressive work. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love that. I love that. So many people and Taylor, I'm sure you can relate to this. Like, I felt like it took like my parents at least five years to figure out what I did. And even then I'm like, do you really know what I, what I do? Like, are you sure? And then it's like, you know, or, or something uh, <laughs> silly, like when will you get a real job? Yes. Right? Oh, this I've heard school. that. Totally heard yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, dude, this is a real job. I make three times what you do. Right? Uh -huh. like, it, it is as real as can be. You don't, a real job isn't like, needing to dress up and drive and, and going to a corporate office, right? You, you, could, you could have a real job at your desk and you could make a million bucks on your desk. Today, that's possible. Woo, yeah, I love that. Your job you is not optics. It's not the optics. Yeah. It's the dollar sign. Like you, yeah, you have, but yeah. I think with anything, it doesn't even just have to be recruiters. Take pride in what you do. But yeah. I love that Always. you're saying that specific to recruiting because you're so yeah. right when it's talking about what you do. Like I even find myself in talking about what I do. It's like, you kind of have to downplay it because people don't really understand it. And it's not that hard to understand, but it's like, get a real job mentality. You guys are so right. I mean, take pride in what we do. What we do is hard. It's not easy. And it, it shapes some of the companies that change the world. It, exactly. Like, so um, my ex-husband is a chef, so he gets invited in to talk at the kid's school. Go be a chef. I'm like, what about me? I've owned my own business for how long? Like, I, I'm a recruiter. I, it's like, nope, that's not, that's not relatable. <laughs> They're like, sit down. That's cute. Sit down. <laughs> And you know what? A career, and no offense to chefs, chefs are great, yeah. right? But a, a professional recruiter over their career makes far more money than the average professional chef. Of course. That's a fact. Yeah. Right? But but chefs are like, oh my God, he's a chef. He must be awesome. Oh, you're a recruiter. Oh, like, <laughs> you know, you're just a crazy salesperson. And, and, and that's not cool. Right? No. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> His impersonations are the best, by the way. His Nations, the yeah. tone, the way your voice. Like, uh, I love it. You, the drama, the, yeah. the impersonations you do when you're talking about different people is yeah. amazing. By my, the way. My, my, my mother's an actress that produces movies in, in India, so I, I have like That's a little cool. bit of the. Yeah, I can't help it. <laughs> nice. It's just, it just, it just, the drama, the drama is like going through. I'm so pumped. I feel like picketing, but I don't know where I'm going to pick it. It's like, <laughs> give yeah. us respect. <laughs> <laughs> take oh my pride God. in what you do. My drop. Take pride in what you do. I love that. I absolutely love that. And I think our listeners will too. And this is such an empowering episode that I didn't realize it was going to be, but it actually really is. Yeah. So thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We really appreciate it. We love learning about you and Recruit CRM and why recruiters are fucking amazing. <laughs> you didn't know it, but you know, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this is going to set the tone for our day. To, let's go kick some ass, Brianna.
Yeah, I love it. I'm super, super, super pumped. And now I want to talk to your dad. Let's let's get him on here. <laughs> I want to hear all of his crazy stories. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. He, he a lot of them. He loved a lot of them. So before before he went to B school uh-huh. and went to start working at Ramstad, he was in the anti-terrorist squad. Oh the, God! Whoa! Uh, in the army. So he was he, he's actually killed terrorists and stuff like actual like. Wow. So he has fun wow. stories to talk about. Wow, that's a he totally different direction I wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he, has, he, has, he has pre-recruitment stories that are also fun, and then recruitment stories that are fun. I, I'm in for sounds all like of it, Sean. Sh- we, we need yeah, him it on. sounds like we need to just shoot the shit with him totally <laughs> and learn all kinds of things. But Spe- especially because he's old school recruiter, like that's the stuff. Like I, I got ha- half of my career is old school recruiting, and now I'm, it's, it's yeah. kind of funny now. But anyways, yeah. uh, thanks, thanks so much, uh, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, you know, every Tuesday for sure we drop a new episode, but this one was an extra special one with Sean, the CEO of Recruit CRM. Boom, boop, boop. boop. Thank thanks you so much, Sean. Bye.